Good morning, you guys, and happy Saturday. It is Amanda and Barron with Kicking Cancer Cares, your regular Saturday programming here on KSLM Radio. Did you like that? Yeah, you missed that whole <laughs> big thing you did a couple weeks ago. You said 104.3. You did oh, that. Yes, yeah, that's you right. did that. On 104.3 FM and 1220 AM. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so this part of First part of our show is being sponsored by Odmo's Pizza. If you are just feeling like you don't want to cook tonight because it's Saturday and it's your day to relax, then reach out to Odmo's Pizza and give them a call and get your pizza. Their uh, cauliflower crust pizza is absolutely amazing. Definitely worth it. And then they have, you were talking about their Chicago style pizza too? Yeah, so it's a thicker crust pizza and it's like a like a pie and then they fill it up on the inside with tomato sauce and sausage and cheese and yeah, it's definitely a 30% pizza. Okay, I think that might be what I'm going to be getting tonight. tonight. That's dinner tonight. <laughs> on my way home. But you know what I've noticed the last couple weeks is it getting cooler in the morning, cooler in the evenings. The afternoons are nice, but the, the mornings and evenings are feeling like fall mm-hmm. and great time to just bring a pizza home and have a pizza when okay. it's cool outside. Yes, yes it is. And today is now officially November. Yes it is. First Saturday of November. Okay. Which is going to play into our story because we've been doing all of October was breast cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. This is Men's Health Month. No shave November. Okay, all but right. I'm, I'm going to still shave. I don't. I don't look good with the beard. <laughs> You're like I'm, I'm going to keep it. Yeah, all right. but we're going to bring you a story about men's health today. Okay, that'll be fun. Well, let's recap kind of last week. So last week we had a guest in the studio. That's right. That's right. And I thought I had energy until you met Mickey. She's got a lot of energy, doesn't she? Yes, she does. <laughs> she does. She does. Uh, you know, the, the one thing I remember about hers was I, I. she really took a natural approach to attack her cancer at 28. Mm-hmm. And I cannot honestly imagine a coffee enema. I Me neither. No. And I thought it was funny that she took her years to actually drink coffee <laughs> again. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, she yeah, she took it serious. She went really raw and went into, she kind of lived off the land there and yeah. did it a totally different way, but it worked and that was amazing. And I remember when I first met her, here she is, 28 years old, and she was diagnosed with uterine and cervical cancer, chose not to do the traditional because additional would have been a hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. And she didn't really get into this heavily, but the reason she didn't want to do a hysterectomy is because her mother had had a hysterectomy, and I didn't realize this. She told me, but they take everything out, mm-hmm. and they get rid of the uterus, and they put everything back in. Except in her mom's case, when they put it in, they kinked the intestinal cord. Right. So for six years, her mother just kept throwing up. That's so crazy. And they didn't realize that that was the problem. And finally said, well, maybe we should check. And sure enough, well, they unkinked it. And she's like, I don't want to do what my mom did. Yeah, no way. And they all told her she was nuts. That what she was doing was going to kill her. Like, but- like taking food was going to kill her. That she was so radical back then. That would be tough to hear, in all honesty. It would be tough to know where you stand, especially when everybody's saying, hey, this is what you should be doing. This You're going to hurt yourself. It's like you will, uh, I would almost feel kind of like I'm going crazy. Well, and you feel pressure from everyone around you. Yeah. yeah. And at 20 years old, for her to have the courage to go, no, I'm going to fight this thing my way. I'm sticking it out, and I'm doing what I think is right. Good for her for doing her research. Yeah. And... Um, experiencing or experimenting with different things and and what worked didn't work what was you know 
I honor that. I respect yeah. that. That's not easy. Yeah. That's well, I know that easy. when we got done with the interview, you two were talking off air, and she kind of hit a chord with you two, didn't she? She did. Oh, I was in tears. I had to go find some Kleenexes for you. <laughs> you but did. I think both of you had a mother's story that was connecting for you. Mm-hmm. We so. did. Yeah. Great Absolutely. story, though. It she's, was. She's that was been really a wonderful cool. connection. Mm-hmm. So it was really intriguing to me that by by meeting her, which was kind of a weird series of events, but um, there's a now a large growing community of kicking cancer in Vancouver, Washington. That's super cool. We are officially out of Oregon. Whoop whoop. Yep. <laughs> That's really cool. That's exciting. Well, you're not just in Washington. You're in many cities and yeah. states. Yeah. So we've got a we've got a really good follower in Denver, mm-hmm. and he does podcasts called Cancer Survivors. So we're in Colorado. Of course, Brenda's in Arizona. We've got two big followers in Southern California. But all of those are followers so far. This is actually a growing community. Okay, I right? see what you're saying, right? yes. And, and so I always thought at some point I could chapter this out, but I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. Well, what I realized was to chapter it out, you have to find somebody as passionate about the mission as me. Right. And we found him. It's Mickey. A hundred percent. She is your girl. She is on fire. <laughs> she is. Right? She is. Um, so, yeah, we've officially pushed this thing out of Oregon up to Vancouver, Washington, and we're going to just keep growing from there. That's really cool. It just, watching it grow, it, it just helps and touches that many more people's lives. And not only that, but it, it I think the most that what you've done for me is education. You've really educated me on so many different topics and not just one point of view. You give several point of views and from different resources, from your own experience, from to you bringing in people. There's so many different there's so many different angles and views and things to learn and explore and touch on. And so that's what you've personally done for me. Somebody well, with, without somebody. cancer, you know, <laughs> it, you've helped. So. Well, and that was what I, you know, so you don't have cancer, mm-hmm. right? And I don't have cancer. And everyone always tells me, Turn, Baron, tell me your story. I'm like, I, I don't have cancer. I don't have a story. Mm-hmm. Well, my story is my passion to help others that do have cancer. Well, But more importantly, to help one like you who doesn't have cancer not get cancer. That's what I was just going to say. So you do have a story. You do a lot of things to per- make sure you prevent from getting cancer. I don't want to have a story. So, but that is your story <laughs> is in a story. sense. Like you're so passionate about it that you want to touch the people that do have cancer and the people that don't have cancer to prevent that from happening. Yeah. So. Well, good. Thank they, you for that. They all, you're very welcome. <laughs> I'm just thrilled that this is working out so well. Sorry I just hit you left curve and <laughs> took a big chunk out of our segment. <laughs> okay. So you ready to be shocked? All right. Hit me with it. So we talk a lot about sugar. Yes. Right? So uh, many people talk about big pharma. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit you with big sugar and how big sugar really is. Okay. So this is actually from a... It's a. It's called Credit Suisse. It's a financial reporting organization mm-hmm. and and so their job is to get financial data for companies okay okay so what they said was that 30 to 40 percent of healthcare expenditures in the United States are closely tied to excess sugar consumption one more time so 30 to 40 percent of our healthcare bill mm-hmm. our expenditures, in the whole United States, is closely tied to to consuming too much sugar. Holy smokes. So I thought, well, okay, what's 30 to 40%? How much is that? Right. 
So this report was done in 2019. Okay. So I went back. In 2019, the U.S. spent $3 trillion on health care. Okay. Whether that be a broken arm. Right. Or whatever. Okay. Trillion So we, as a nation, <laughs> we Jeez. spent $3 trillion on health care. Okay. That's a lot. Except if 30 to 40% of that is because of excess sugar, and I'll just, for ease, we'll say one-third. Okay. Right. right. That means $1 trillion of the health care span in the United States is because we're consuming too much sugar. And that's on the lower end because it said 30 to 40 30 percent. To 40. And you're going with the one third. I went with the, the lower 30. part. <laughs> wow. So it could be as high as $1.5 trillion. Right. But just for easy math, yeah. we're with one third. So $1 trillion of hospital expenses is because of too much sugar consumption. Based upon a report that this credit place called Credit Suisse right. did. Right. That's crazy because that's such a preventable thing yeah. in so many different ways and areas. And I'm sure that sugar has a play in a wide range of medical issues. Well, and, and so, you know, I don't let grass grow, right? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. So I, dig, I dug deeper. Okay. So right now, processed sugar... Uh, makes up 80% of the global sweetener market. Wow. So what are your other choices other than sugar? Right. Honey, right? There's other things that could sweeten food. Yep, absolutely. And I remember back in 2019, which is kind of the timeline that we're on right now, um, I was going to the Salem Chamber, and they were saying, hey, we're looking for some speakers to go to the schools. Mm -hmm. So I said, pick me. <laughs> so I went to this middle school cooking class, and my whole thing was to get these kids to understand how much sugar they were consuming. Right. So this is a middle school cooking class. And I said, what could you use to sweeten besides sugar? And they had no idea. I didn't even. No. So if you're making cookies, cake, mm -hmm. whatever, our natural thing is to put sugar in it, right? Oh, yeah. I made pumpkin bread the other night. So you, can use, you could use honey. Okay. And there's several other things that you could use that could be a sweetener besides sugar. But right now, sugar makes up 80% of the global sweetener market. That's crazy. Do you think maybe there's such a thing as big sugar when it comes to lobbyists in Washington, D.C.? Yep, I am now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so, dig a little deeper. The U.S. daily diet is 38%... Sugar. Sugar. 38% of what we consume on a daily basis. And again, this is a national average. Right. Because I know you and I are making changes, so we're not 38%. Okay, thank you. I felt attacked for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> but what's scary to me is that, so so let's just say that you and I are at 10%, mm -hmm. right? Because we're, we're working hard. I'm to, pretty low at this point. But that means that if we're at 10 and the average is 38, then somebody else is probably up as size as 50. Oh, yeah. For that to be the average. Oh, my husband, he's loves his cereals and his popsicles and they're little things here and there but they add up, they add up. and yeah i would i would say that 50 percent of his diet is sugar sugar absolutely if you put it in the, to that perspective right mm -hmm. so the u.s this is all 2019 data but the the u.s daily diet is 38 percent sugar and of that 38%, 43% of it comes from one product. Any guess what that one product is? Soda. Yep. I knew it. 
30, 43%, so almost half of the sugar that Americans are consuming comes from soda. soda. So do you think maybe Coke, Pepsi might have some lobbyists in Washington, D.C. saying keep pushing the sugar? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just thinking about yeah. here we are into college football season. And I walk into a Safeway or a Fred Meyer or whatever, and there's these massive displays of Always. Coke, right? With like, yeah, the football. Sometimes they'll have, be like in the shape of a field goal and something fun. Yeah. Like, you, you know, or like a football, you know, and stacked up and all color coordinated to, yeah. to make it look all cool and fancy. Coke does a really good job of making these really fun displays when you walk into Safeway. They do. But how many, so how many six packs of pop do you think it takes to create that big, huge display? A lot. Oh, oh a yeah. A lot. Yeah. And if there's 12 cans per container, mm-hmm. there's several hundred cans of soda in that display. Just that one display. And that display is what? To, to get you to go buy some Coke to drink while you're watching your football game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 43%. Wow. So right now, of the sugar that we consume in the United States... 35% of it comes from, I'm mean, sorry, 43% of it comes from soda, and the other, another 16% comes from candy. Candy. I believe that. And here we are, the first Saturday of November, having just gone through Halloween. Mm-hmm. Speaking of candy and Speaking sugar. Speaking of candy. And I was having this great conversation with somebody the other day that talked, she was talking about how so much of our life is um, social. And it's, she says, we are socially contagious people. Yes. So if I'm a fit person, I feel good hanging out with other fit people. If mm-hmm. I'm a heavy person, I feel more comfortable hanging out with heavy people. Yeah. So my grandson, at two years old, found he was allergic to corn. Oh, no. Corn. Which is literally an... Everything. Every, everything. Corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup. Holy smokes. Um, corn starch. Corn meal. Corn meal. My daughter got really good at determining whether things had or didn't have corn of some nature in them. Right. Because his skin would break out and bleed. It was it was awful. But here he is, three, four years old, wanting to go out on Halloween and be part of the club, be part of the group, all the kids. Mm-hmm. Because the social activity was what? Getting as much candy as you can inside yeah. of the bag. Mm-hmm. It's a socially contagious situation. Yeah. And it's just pure candy for mm-hmm. one whole night <laughs> yeah and then for days Gee, afterwards days eating it. and days the parents are eating it the kids are eating it everybody yeah. so as a nation 43 percent of our sugar consumption comes from soda and 16 percent comes from candy. candy do you have the other percentages uh, not with me, but I can get them for you. <laughs> Those are the two that hit me the hardest because that's number Absolutely, one, number two. Absolutely, yeah. Right? No, definitely. And and this this chart I was looking at showed graph of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, from a study done by the European Union. And they had all these industrialized nations. And, you know, as the United States, we like to be number one. Of course. Like we're the best nation. Mm-hmm. So we are number one in sugar consumption. <laughs> Nailed it. Yep. As a nation, on this chart, the Americans were consuming 700 pounds per year. Now, half of that is high fructose corn syrup and half of it is processed sugar. Right. Number two was Brazil with 630 pounds, all processed sugar. 
Wow. Unfortunately, the chart next to it was obesity, mm-hmm. which we're number one in the nation, in the world of that one, too. Well, I mean, that makes sense. If we're number one in sugar, then we definitely take the cake for obesity as oh, well. Oh, take the cake. Nice job. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like you planned that. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Ba-doom-tsh. Yeah. <laughs> you need like a sound effects board. Right. You need a sound effects board. <laughs> but 35% of Americans... Are classically obese now. Yeah, o- obese now. We're, we're, we're overweight is like ten percent. Yeah. If you are 30, 40, 50 percent above what you should be, then you're obese. Mm-hmm. The really scary ones is we've got ten year olds now that are already classified as obese. I've see, yes, I've seen a few of those, and it's actually pretty crazy to witness yourself and just like. It's How? sad to me. How? Yeah. I remember the other day I was driving home, get to the intersection, and I'm not I'm not trying to mock this kid because I felt bad. Because it's not his fault. Right. But I watched him walk across the street and because he was overweight so much at like 10 years old that it was more like a little wobble waddle right. to get across. And I thought, you know, he doesn't know any different. I mean, he's just a happy kid running across the street. But... What if his parents knew what we're talking about and had made some changes so that he didn't have to grow up like that? Yeah. And at 10, fine. Middle school kids can be mean. Uh, Elementary school kids can be mean. Yeah. And so now they're making fun of the fat kid. Yeah. 100%. I've seen it and it's not nice and it doesn't feel good to be the kid on that receiving end either. Right. So, so maybe if we can do anything through our show <laughs> is to educate people on, you know, there's just way too much sugar in our diet. Mm-hmm. But my, my shocking, shocking thing to you is the fact that $1 trillion of our health cost is because we're consuming too much sugar. That's crazy. That's so much sugar. So much sugar. I mean, think about the last time that you... So you and I go to chamber together a lot mm-hmm. in the mornings. Yep. And what is the typical treat or or thing they today have they tea? had? Um, what's it called? Or not today? The other day they had uh, the muffins, like chocolate chip, like which guilty. I took one. Oh, did you? I took one. <laughs> but besides the the muffin, then I had a bagel to choose from. Yep. Which that's all carbs. All carbs. Right? And then you had. The fruit, which is a good choice, but we've talked about the fact that it's glucose and fructose. Right. So that's natural sugar. Mm-hmm. So I've got natural sugar, I've got carbs, I've got muffins. Everything that we had to choose from at Greeters that morning was what? Sugar. Sugar mm-hmm. of some nature. Yeah. And that and that occurs everywhere. Yeah, it does. It's uh, It's the norm. It has become the norm. It's the normal for a lot of people. I actually chose not to eat because I had pumpkin bread last night. <laughs> and so it was like, okay, I, I have to restrict myself. I but was look at you. Naughty. You're making those choices, though. I had, yep, I could not. I was, that was, I'd already overdid it yep. the day before. So it was, nope. Nope. <laughs> I had to stay strong. <laughs> and when I think Work that that's in progress. part of the, you know, part of the journey for all of us, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like I say, when you know better, do better. Yep. So what what I did is, okay, I'm there, and I could 
at five years ago, I probably would have had two of each. I would have mm-hmm. had just a big old plate of all these pure carbs, right? right. It's like, well, I didn't eat breakfast because sometimes greeters, they have a meal for us. Mm-hmm. And I get there, I'm like, well, my meal choice is all these carbs. <laughs> right. So I did eat something that morning, but I decided to restrain myself from eating too much. Mm-hmm. And now in your case, you knew that you'd already had the pumpkin bread. So, But that means that we know better, so we're trying to do better. Right. We're learning and adjusting and adapting. Yes. Adapting and is always disciplining. hard. <laughs> oh, I hate that discipline. <laughs> hey, it gives me structure. It's good. It's uh, to challenge myself because food is honestly, um, it is a weakness of mine. And it's something I struggle with every day. I mean, yeah, I love food. Yeah. I really love food. Well, and, you know, here we are. It's the first of November. So we just got through with Halloween. Mm-hmm. But we're headed into a whole season of social activities. All around food. Right? So we go into Thanksgiving, social activity around food. Mm-hmm. Then you go into Christmas, social activity around food. Mm-hmm. Then you go into New Year's, social activity around alcohol and partying and food. Right. Then you go into the Super Bowl and all the bowl games. Like, literally from food, now food, through food. about February, there's some activity that involves food. Mm-hmm. And you have to discipline yourself to go, I'm going to go to the party. Right. But I'm not going to consume all the food. Exactly. That's a hard decision to make. It is. It's, it takes discipline to, to get there. And it's not easy. It's something, yeah, I, that's probably the one thing I've been working on a lot lately is getting my discipline back. <laughs> Well, you know, what's, what's interesting for me is because I didn't know you a year or two ago. And you tell me that you were heavier, but I didn't know you when you were heavier. So right. I just know the man I see now. Yeah. And you remember the person that you were, mm-hmm. and you don't want to go back to that. So you didn't know me when I weighed 280 pounds. No. So you get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to go back to that person. No. Yeah. Right? That person was winded when he went for a walk. Mm-hmm. And. And, and I did a Spartan race now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I weigh 240, so I've lost 40 pounds. And I don't want to go back to the 280 person, but you have to make a decision every single day. Every day. Every day. Weekends are tough. Yeah. I put and, on a lot of weight this weekend, I feel like, with my pumpkin bread. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard a really great analogy which makes a ton of sense. Um, there's a chemical in turkeys called tryptophan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of that or not, but something inside of the turkey meat is called tryptophan. And a lot of people say that after Thanksgiving dinner, they get tired, they want to nap, and they blame it on the tryptophan. Well, tryptophan does make you a little sluggish. But here's the reality, people. What else did you have for Thanksgiving dinner? Right. So if you if you like yams, yams are good for you. Candied yams are clear full of carbs. Mm-hmm. Potatoes are good for you. Mashed potatoes smothered in gravy are full of carbs. Mm-hmm. So the reality on Thanksgiving is you probably consumed about 3,000 grams of carbs. Holy smokes. And that's why you're tired after Thanksgiving dinner. You've, Don't blame it on the poor little turkey. <laughs> You've literally overloaded your body with all of these carbs and sugars because they take those marshmallows and on the top of the sweet potatoes or yams yep. also. Yep. Um, yeah, that's probably exactly why you're tired and just don't feel good is because you've overloaded your body. And, and my challenge is once I get through Thanksgiving, 
I'm, I fudge is my downfall when it comes to December and it comes to all the treats. Okay, fudge is your weakness. Fudge is my weakness, and so I have to go one piece and walk away, mm-hmm. right? But then a lot of people do like we do, and you'll make all these cookies and fudge, and you make a plate, you take it all to your friends. Yep. Right. Yep. Except what I do, I just made about ten dozen of these things mm-hmm. <laughs> to give out to friends. So just be aware of what the holidays are. They're a very social activity. Yeah. Just don't get sucked into all the sugar. I do the same thing. I make a bunch of cookies and give them away. Which is a great thing to do for friends. Mm-hmm. But now you've got all these cookies in front of you. And you're like... This is true. And they're good cookies. I look up new ones every time. Well, and there's a friend of ours that you've met. Devin Grogan's was on the show with us once, remember? Mm-hmm. So Devin actually did this amazing thing where he talked about how many car- how much calories you consume in nibbling. Oh. So in the process of cooking, you oh. lick the spoon. Oh, many you, you times. You consume almost 300 calories just nibbling, nibbling while you're cooking. Holy smokes. It's kind of carry. Yes, that is. All right, well, we are about out of time here for this first segment, so we're going to wrap it up, and then we will be back. So again, you're listening to Amanda and Barron with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM. God, I love when you do that. I know, me That's too. That's so fun. Huge shout-out to our sponsors, Oddmo's Pizza, for this first part of our show. Thank you, guys, and make sure to go show them your love and support, and we'll be right back.